Welcome to another episode of Black Girl Fly. I'm your girl, Tanisha Nicole. And I'm Tashana Dixon. And today we are going to be talking about big deals and small deals. Okay, so nobody knows the terminology except for us. So can you break it down for us? Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so we're actually going to be talking about investing. And there are many different purposes for investing which I think is what we're going to get into today when we talk about the approach of a big deal versus a small deal. They really do have different per buy. Yeah, no, no, let me me frame this a little bit so I think we can get this conversation going. In one of our episodes, we talked about the fact that you need to be preparing for changes in your work life, like understanding that there is not a silico, but a a way in which you'll work. When you're younger, you don't make as much, you work harder, You and then when you get older, you're going to be much more capable. At some time, you're going to hit that peak of your earning potential, and then at some times, you're going to go back down that slope in, in your earning ability. And so what we said before was that you need to be preparing at all times for that next phase of how you earn money, how you you know support yourself financially. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that we talk about is really the fact that you need to earn or have assets and that assets will help you continue to produce money as you change in your, your work life. No, that is the perfect framing. And I'm actually trying to remember what, are the peak earning years because they are different for men and females. Yeah, so for women, it was 44. And for men, it was like 51. It's like a 10-year range. So I think for men, it's it's 45 to 55. We're about to pull this up real quick so we're not speaking misinformation to y'all. But um, and, and just while she's, while she's looking at that, the, the concept is, is that your income will not just go up forever as long as you're in the workforce. For everyone, there is this time where you will hit a peak in in your income and then it'll go back down. And so we need to be prepared for that. I think a lot of times we live with the concept that our income will continue to go up. And I actually am working in, in the finance industry for a long while. Met a lot of people who came to me because, hey, I used to make this much and I got laid off at 51 and now no one's offering me that, that amount anymore. So it is a reality that I see all too often and that I think everyone should be aware of. Yeah. And so for, for women that peak age, this is just a single number. They don't give the range is yep. 44. Yep. That's what you said. Yep. Um, and for men, it's actually 55. And the interesting point that this article says, and this is um, payscale.com, the peak Earning for women at 44 is 66,000 and the peak earnings for men at 55 is 101,000. And so that's also an interesting note. Like even we peak at different rates and at different ages. Yep. So keep that in mind, guys, while you think, oh, I'm for women. I mean, 44 is pretty young. You're Mm -hmm. still, (laughs) you still got a lot of kicking to do. But understanding that your salary may go down is, is an impact. So thinking about your assets, in this case, what we're talking about, small deals and big deals, oh, help you uh, continue to earn. Yeah. And I think one, as we think about big deals and small deals, one thing that I've certainly been looking at is in our, as we build up to our peak earning years, like this is the time for us to maximize our active income. Yep. And while we're maximizing by active income, I mean the earned income that you're getting. So the money you're getting from working from a job, you want to maximize this because it's not going to be around forever. Right. And so, 
how do you maximize it is you work as much as you can and make as much as you can. But then on the flip side, you're also investing as much as you can so that those investments can kick in when your peak starts to, you know, go down on the active income earning side. So speaking of that, what are you investing? What's a small deal? So how would you describe a small deal? Because I think our definitions (laughs) are a little different on this front. (laughs) Okay. No question back at me. So, Small deals for me, there are a ton of assets that you could do. I think it kind of depends on what you're trying to accomplish. So for me right now, I am really interested in, I wouldn't say like passive income. And I'm going to preface that, guys. We had another episode where we told you we don't really believe that there's a such thing as passive income. But income that requires less work than a regular nine to five. Not requiring, it's not an exchange of time for money. That's great. Thank you. (laughs) But so I'm actually looking at a number of different things and the things that I've been able to come up with and and how probably classify a small deal would be a smaller investment amount in order to attain really a smaller cash flow. So when you think about a big deal, I would say like buying a house is a big deal. But how much money are we talking? I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Because I'm like buying a house can mean a lot of different things. So so buying a house to me would be a big deal. And you're thinking, hey, I'm going to buy a house for 200000 And then if I'm going to, you know, use that as rental income, it's going to pay me $1,700 a month, right? But how much are you putting into it that makes it a big deal? What's your down payment? Well, I'm saying that, so the process of buying a house is a 20% down. And then if you have to do renovations and fixing it, it's a larger upfront cost. So about 40000 Yeah. Well, on a $200,000 house, ideally in the investment world, you're putting 25% down. Mm-hmm. So it's probably more like 60000 60000 with because renovations with, and all that to get it exactly. ready to rent. Yep. 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 So 60000 you're considering a big deal. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I want to change that up a little bit. So I think that deals are relative to the income or the cash that you have available. So that that you have available to spend? Yes. Mm-hmm. So, so okay. for instance, someone who has $300,000 in the bank, they're like, oh, that's no big deal. That's a small deal. That's a them. small deal, right? Mm-hmm. But someone who has 20000 in the bank and trying to figure out where do I start, that's, that's a bigger a big deal, deal to them. And so what you're trying to do, and, and the whole point of this, and, and I think the philosophy, so we got the terms that I just, you guys know from Robert Kiyosaki, but what you're trying to do is you're trying to produce enough cash to where deals aren't so big anymore and you can get bigger and bigger and bigger. And so I think during the life cycle of your investing, your definition of small deal and big deal will change. That's very insightful. Yeah, I think that's huge. I hadn't really thought about it like that before. Yeah, I mean, I think it's the same philosophy like we we talked about when we talked when we had an episode talking about who's your financial guru. We talked about the fact that when you're living paycheck paycheck can barely pay your bills, you can't think about investing in assets. I think it's the same concept. If you only have five thousand dollars in the bank, you can't think about spending sixty thousand on a deal. Right. So. But you can think about smaller things like investing. One of the things I was considering actually for my kids is investing in vending machines. Mm -hmm. So you can buy a vending machine for $1,500 and get it placed and start to create an income there. And so for them, that might be a big deal. Right now it's a big deal because they only got $30 in their (laughs) savings account in their little piggy bank. That's a small deal. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Okay. I got you. I got you. 
Interesting. Yeah, so that was a layer I hadn't expected. I was kind of curious why you were starting to describe, like, the actual investment itself in the returns that it was producing mm-hmm. when you were explaining what Well, a small I would say, well, I wanted to share was. that a, a, the difference in a big deal and a small deal mm-hmm. is the output that it gives you. The whole point of investing is to get to that output, right? The cash flow. And so when you think about the big deals, it's all about ROI, right? So you know that there is a, a return on investment that you want, but if you're investing little money, you get little money out, but that doesn't necessarily mean the ROIs are bad. For instance, I don't know if that's true. So let me give you an example. Yeah. Purchasing a vending machine. They say that the average vending machine on the good flow can make $200 a month. Mm-hmm. That's the same as what some $200,000 for a single house real estate investment. They make the Correct. same. Correct. So, so let, me, let me break this down. Give me a second. Give me I'm a second like, to work girl, through it. I'm lost so, here. I'm so lost. At $200 a month, though, and you've only invested $1,500, there are ROI on that. It's much better than if you had to put down $60,000 and you're getting $200 a month, right? Mm-hmm. Of course. So the better deal is that smaller deal when you're thinking about your rate of return. But that's what I'm saying. I don't think big deal and small deal has anything to do with the ROI. I think you took a leap there. I think it has... For me, when I define a big deal and small deal, it's the amount of So of I say that because I consider it. So when I'm evaluating a deal, whether I consider it a good deal is what's based on the ROI. Of course, but that so, has nothing to do so with it being big or small. It doesn't, but it has to do. I, I can see what you're Yeah, because I'm that. like, I definitely 100%. ROI is a hugely important concept, which we should probably do an entire episode on. Yeah. But I'm like, I don't think that factors into big or small. You're going to be looking at the ROI, big yep. or small, right? And you're going to make different decisions based on. And I think it's to your point, like if you have $300,000 sitting in the bank and you actually don't care about a high ROI, you just want something that's steady, like you might go for a lower ROI. Yep. That doesn't necessarily make it a big deal or a small deal. But in that right. case, just using the two examples that I gave you, I, th- I think you're perfectly right because if you buy a $200,000 house, it's going to hold its value a lot better than a $1,500 you know, machine. vending machine. Yeah. 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 You're, you're only going to be able to resell that vending machine for 700 bucks, right. but you're probably going to get some appreciation on that. On home. the property. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's super interesting. Okay, so we're going to tackle that ROI concept in the next episode. But if you had to say big deal versus small deal, what I heard you say so far is it is dependent upon how much you have to invest is part of what determines that. And And so I think that then that means the reality is that you're always going to be making small deals to get to bigger deals. And you won't really realize that, but you will be going towards big deals uh, just with your growth. Yeah. I mean, I think some people probably do big deals out the gate, like spend all their money on an investment. What? So what I meant with that is that all their money could be a small deal. But you said it's relative to how much money they have. It is. But if you have the money to spend, it's probably smaller. Does that make sense? No. (laughs) I mean, I get what you're trying to say, but like somebody could have saved up $100,000 and they go and spend that. And it could be like a stretch investment for them. I feel like that happens. I would say that if I have $100,000, I'm spending it. And I feel comfortable spending it. 
a smaller deal and I'm really looking towards. I think that's because of what kind of <laughs> money personality you have. Yeah, that's probably right. That's probably right. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay, let's spend a hundred thousand. <laughs> so um, clearly I'm a spender and you're a saver. I'm like, because I'm just like, okay, you're going to get it back. Like, yeah. I, that's how I feel about money. It's always going to find its way back to you. So I'm spending it. Okay, so if you had to sum up this episode, what would you say the, the point here is? I mean, I think I summed up both of our perspectives. Like, if you are to describe what a big deal is versus a small deal is, it's like it's relative to your income and relative to how much, not to your income, but to how much you have to invest. And if I had to describe it, it's about the, I guess it's actually pretty the same, but it's like the magnitude of the investment. And so I guess that has to be relative to like what you have, you know what I mean? And so should everybody be looking towards big deals and small deals? I think that's kind of what we were just talking about. Like you probably don't want your first investment to be like a big deal. You don't want to spend all your money because there is a learning process that comes with investing, right? You learn what works for you and what it actually takes. You probably don't want to take such a big risk on your first <laughs> time out, not knowing any of that. Yeah. And even if you study a lot, it's always different in application. It is, definitely. So like, I probably recommend people to always start off with a smaller deal and learn, right? And I feel like all the gurus say that and no one ever wants to hear it. I don't want to hear that. But there's value in going slow sometimes. Yeah. Oh, I'm with it. Okay. Yeah. So until next time, folks, I'm your girl, Tanisha Nicole. And I'm Shana Dixon. And we are Black Girl Fly. Black Girl Fly.